When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Getting Up, Gareth Hall with you on this Wednesday morning. It was a big trial there at Mornington today, or a jump out, the superstar of our spreading ranks, the best spreader in the world, Imperatrice, jumped out at Mornington and Ben Gleeson, the boss of Tiako Racing in this country, joins us now. Ben, good morning to you. Thanks for your time on Giddy Up, mate. Uh, were you happy with her performance there today? Morning, Gareth. Yeah, of course. Uh, obviously, the footage is getting out now, and she couldn't have done much more at um, at Mornington to be trolling out wide there on the course path for working around them to the line. Um, it's, a, it's a good effort. And the Friedman horse that led them up, uh, Lenova, she's a pretty good trial mm-hmm. horse, and, and we went to the line with her. So uh, for a first jump out, it was perfect. Yeah, and so you don't, they don't get too much time off, do they, between, say, the spring and now the summer slash autumn carnivals? Yeah, correct. It's, the days of sort of giving them five, six weeks in the yeah. paddock are gone, um, especially because... The autumn comes around so quick, and now the, the spring is um, extended. So, yeah, she only got literally 14 days in the paddock, uh, and she spent seven days following that at the water walker, in which she's still sort of half spelling and going out in the paddock during the day, but um, probably wouldn't have wanted to go out any longer. She certainly enjoyed her food and <laughs> got pretty heavy during the break, but um, when she returned to us, her coat was just amazing, and she couldn't have looked in better order. So, uh, we're just, it's all about the process now of stripping her back and, and getting her back to a race weight. Is it easy to prepare these type of horses, say, heading into an autumn, or summer slash autumn carnival, then say coming off a winter, heading into the spring? Yeah, definitely um, has its elements. You know, the sun on their back, um, you know, winter's just brutal on a horse. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes they're better off in a box where they know they're getting rugged and, and not getting rained on. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the, the spring and the summer on their back, it, it doesn't wonder. So coat, I've sort of been quite vocal in saying that she's looking better in a coat now than she did all spring. Um, so it's, um, yeah, if only we could spell away horses in, in sort of Queensland climate, I think they'd do a lot better. Um, but trainers would say that down here in Victoria anyway. It's quite scary with the way that she developed last spring when she won that that the controversial first up run in the McEwen, I think it was over the thousand at the Valley defeating Giga kick. And then she, she backed it up at her next start and she dominated, dominated all of our big group one sprints in Melbourne. Um, but to you, what was her best performance? I reckon a champion sprint. When you have a look at the, the times that she run, like they don't do what she did to, to open up her lungs in the early part of that race and then still finish off. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I've had this conversation with a number of people um, and I've always said that Champion Sprint, like we targeted the, um, the Manicato. That was a grand final. Um, she'd already broken two track records before that um, and I know she had a, a soft run in the, the Manicato. It's it mm. um, a lot to say in the group one, but it was towards the end of the prep. Um, you know, she's she'd had a long enough one and, and it was two weeks between runs. It was the first time she'd done that. And, and she certainly appreciates just that extra week or two um, because she put so much into her racing. So 
given the the time frame, the turnaround, and then I think halfway down the straight, myself and Mark, even though we weren't together, I'm pretty sure we both had the same thought of what's going on here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, when she hit the front, at, you know, probably before the 400, I heart was in my mouth. But yeah, the fact they ran really good time, and and she just kept kicking the whole way. Like you saw how Bonner's not just um, he closed off, and and everything that was sort of around in the run just completely fell away. So I think that was by a mile her biggest win and, and her most impressive win because I think if she was held up behind horses and and kept like a course called Spring, I think she would have um, you know probably put a, a more impressive performance in if she could. What did Opie say after that ride when he came back? His first words were. Um, swear God. word it's a long straight <laughs> <laughs> I could just I so, could just imagine it was yeah, yeah it was he a, said I didn't realise how long it was yeah. Um, yeah. so yeah we, we were oh. all sort of a bit shocked at, at how it panned out but yeah, yeah so much merit in the run and yeah. there's been whispers that sort of the rail wasn't the place to be that day either yeah. um, the outside rail so whether there's more merit in that who knows no it was an amazing performance I thought that's well she's the best in the world after what and then you look at the numbers that was just an astonishing performance so she'll go to the lightning wait for age a thousand meters and she'll meet some nice ones there does she go to the handicap to the new market after that probably not no. um you know she'd arguably get uh sort of 58 and a half and um you know you have to go back to black caviar to, to see a horse I know I think red coat warrior did it as a gelding but yeah as a mare, early in the prep came 58. Um, it's just probably not not an ideal setup for her. Um, we're not running from anything. We just want to get her to Sydney for that TJ Cherry yeah. Ripe. And, and ultimately, the um, William Reed is the perfect gap. Five weeks between runs can freshen her up a little bit for that. And then uh, and then you've only got two weeks to Sydney, which, as I said, it's not always the ideal time frame for her. But with the time off before the William Reed, it'll mean she can have um, yeah, a good freshen up and then be ready for that truck trip afterwards. Have you completely ruled out? I know that Entain have got a slot in the Quokka, New Zealand. Um, they've got two slots, in fact, but um, the New Zealand tab or um, the same slot that I wish I win competed in for the Everest. Would you think, and I think you can jump on a flight on the Monday and go across for the Quokka. Is that a possibility? Is that completely ruled out? And you're thinking of a different ascot. Nah, it's completely ruled out. Yeah. Um, we haven't even discussed it between Mark and, and David and, and all of us in a circle. It's um, the map we've got. It's pretty perfect. She's she's going to go home after Sydney, back to New Zealand for the winter. Just you know, beautiful paddocks over there, and, and back to arguably her favourite place. So she'll spend the winter um, back on Tiaka Stud. So we. Haven't even thought about anything else apart from okay. giving her that good break there, and then bring her back for the um, the spring and, and a build up towards the Everest. That's that's the ultimate goal this year. All right, then that is exciting. So the Everest is on this year. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. obviously a long way away, um, but Marcus has certainly said that you know this year will be the year that we go, provided everything pans out the right way. You know, a lot can go wrong with horses and um, pathways can change, but. If uh, if we can go through the autumn as planned, then um, yeah, we'd have to have our eyes set on that. Hey Benny, what's the whisper out of New Zealand from Tiaka? We're going over there for Cracker Millions Day. Surely you got a winner for us. I know you just announced. Uh, I, 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 I actually just got off the phone to Mark, and yeah. I, I tried to press him and say, "What? How, <laughs> how are they shaping up?" And he, he gives me donuts. He says, yeah, good, good. Yes. So what about like, any anything standing out? He said, "No, nah, no, nah, they all work well." So, <laughs> I um. 
I was uh, struggling to get anything out of him. Right, I know yeah. they're very confident with uh, Balletric Star and Cool and Fast. So okay. I think they've sort of shown themselves to be the top seeds, but yeah, um, it's it's probably the most open cracking million in years. So uh, anything could win it. And I hope he's the boss. Does he get preference? Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. You know, he's a retained rider. Um, he's he's my favourite son. Yeah, there's only one <laughs> so, Opie. So, yeah, he um he gets to, to choose whatever he wants. I think he rode full and fast at an exhibition gallop last Friday. So, okay. Um, yeah. I think the final fields and and jockeys come out today. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll have to wait and see. We got no. He's he's booked to ride. Cool and fast, Bellatrix Star, Warren Kennedy. Yeah. Yep, you've guys have announced it. Um, Maricardo, Blake Sheen, Michael McNabb, where stars align. Opie rides Tokyo Tycoon and three year old millions in the South African Taliska. Warren Kennedy takes the ride there. Hey, Betty, love that update. It's exciting time. She's a superstar. Boy, you've done a wonderful job with her and uh, can't wait to see you down that straight at Flemington. Thanks, Gareth.